Lord, we pray this morning. We thank you for your presence, Lord. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your generosity in our life. We thank you, Lord. Father, this morning, as we listen to your word, teach us to understand your will. Teach us to understand your heart, Lord, and mold us into the likeness of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. You open our heart, our mind, anything that hinders us to listen to your word. We break it in the name of Jesus. Father, this morning when we listen to your word, we want to obey your word and apply your word in our life so that we will live according to your will. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please be seated. So, today we continue with First Samuel chapter 15, and I won't read the 35 verses of chapter 15. But I encourage you every week to read First Samuel, so, get, so then we can understand what we're talking about. Now, in chapter First Samuel chapter 15, we talk about obedience. And when we heard about the word obedience, everyone don't like it. And I don't think not just teenagers, but most of us don't like the word obedience. This word say, do as you feel. And obedience is the most unpopular word for us. In 2014, there is a very tragedy in South Korea. I, I think you heard the news uh, before. This ferry transported 300 students on an arranged uh, holiday trip from Incheon to Juju Island. So, and the from 300 students, only uh, 75 of the students had survived. And crew members repeatedly, or the captain repeatedly, taught the students to stay in their cabins. And when the captain was brought to the court and the prosecutors claimed it was this instruction that led, that led to more deaths, because the students who obeyed the instruction were too late to save themselves. So most of them had died. This word, hate the word obey, because of this. We are manipulated or treated unfairly by our leader, like uh, people with authority over us. Our father, our mother, our teacher, our uh, boss, or our church leader, our life group leader, or anyone else, anyone else who have authority over us, and we felt untreated. Uh, we felt that we are untreated. 
treated, uh, unfairly treated, so we hate the word obedient. Religion teaches, uh, religion teacher teach us to obey because of fear of punishment. Now God created us. If the Bible say in John chapter 1 verse 12, it says, if we believe in Jesus, if we believe in God, we have the privilege to be called God's children. We are the son and the daughter of God if we believe in God. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will live in his will, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. So if we are God's children, God calls us to obey him because he is a perfect father. Many people can see God as a perfect father because they were hurt by the parent, father, mother, teacher, or anyone in authority. So they cannot see God as perfect father. But today, I don't want you to see your parent or your authority who hurt you, but I want to see directly to our perfect father in heaven. And his will is good. That means sometimes in our life, we experience bad things in our life. But Romans chapter 8, 28 says, God work together for the good of those who love him. When we experience something bad in our life, God wants to change our mindset and want to change our character for the good of us. And, his, and uh, God's uh, will is pleasing. That means we can enjoy our life in this earth because his will is pleasing and perfect. God's will is perfect. That means God designed his will uh, for each one of us perfectly. My God's will in me is different from God's will in you. That's why God says, is perfect. So God is grief or sorrow if we as his children disobey him. Saul, now we come to Saul. Saul was once a shy or insecure young man. Uh, Samuel chapter 1, verse 9, uh, chapter First Samuel chapter 9, verse 21, it says, When Samuel met Saul for the first time and he invited Saul for a meal, he was so insecure. And Saul said to Samuel, I, was from, I am from the tribe of Benjamin. And Benjamin was the smallest tribe of Israel. And he said again, my family is the least important than the other families. She was very, he was very insecure. Now, God anointed him as a king. And 
when we read uh, from First Samuel, Saul had as a leader, as a king, had a lot of achievement. He defeated uh, the neighboring nation, like Philistine and the small nation and uh, the Amalekites. And he was a cap capable leader. However, there were two critical incidents in Saul's life that led him to fail as a king or as a leader. Saul's failure as a king was due to his disobedience to God's word to him. The first incident that is in 1 Samuel chapter 13, when, God, uh, uh, when Saul saw that people begin to scatter, he offered burnt offering. That was the task of a priest, Samuel. And that caused him his dynasty, his family land as a king. And now in chapter 15, we will see the cause of Saul's disobedience to God. And it will shock us. From the story of Saul, we will learn to evaluate the seriousness of sin in our life. Saul's failure. We... Uh, have three points for Saul failures. First, Saul mostly obey God's command. Mostly, not fully. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 1. Samuel said to Saul, It was the Lord who told me to anoint you as king for his people Israel. Now listen to this message from the Lord. First three. Now go and completely destroy the entire Amalekite. Amalekite nation. Men, women, children, baby, cattle, sheep, goats, camels, donkeys, and everything. Completely. Verse 9. Saul and his men spared the king of Amalek. Agex. Agex's life. And the best of the sheep, goat, cattle, the fat calf and the lambs, everything, in fact, that appealed to them. They destroyed only what was worthless and of pure quality. God said to Saul through Samuel, do not spare them. Yet Saul spared Agag and the best of animals. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 11, God said to Samuel, I regret that I have made Saul king of Israel. Verse 12, Saul went to Carmel, set up a monument to celebrate his victory and to make a monument to honor himself. During this obedience, he set monument to honor himself. Verse 13. When Saul met Samuel, Saul said to Samuel, may God bless you. And he smiled at Samuel. And he said, I have carried 
the command of God. He was so proud and he lied to Samuel because Samuel knew the truth from the Lord. In verse 20, he repeat again, I've obeyed the Lord. When Samuel confronted Saul, Saul blamed other people, his people, or his soldier, according to the translation. He blamed people. The people spared them in verse 15. And then verse 21, he said again, people took them to sacrifice to the Lord your God, not my God. Samuel said to Saul, Though you are little in your own eyes, he was so insecure before. Are you not the head of Israel? Samuel said in verse 19, Why didn't you obey the Lord? Verse 20 and 21, Saul said to Samuel, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have gone on the mission. I brought Agag, the king of Amalek. Verse 21, but the people took the best of sheep, goat, cattle to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. Saul had a habit to make excuses. He blamed others instead of accepting responsibility, confessing his sin, and humbling himself in repentance. The theme for this month's uh, prayer night is repentance. Now, when we talk about Saul, most of us, we did what Saul had done. Blame people for our sin. I, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry that I hurt you. But because of your attitude, because what you said to me, that offended me. I'm sorry that I have an affair, but because you try to ignore me in your life. We blame people for our sin. Saul destroyed nearly everything in Amalek. Saul thought, that he did obey God because he did 90% of God uh, of uh, God told him to do 90% kill the Amalekites completely and he took the animal he took the king now so i want to make you understand of the uh, the perspective of of God if you hire a painter to paint your whole house and then he left the, the frame of the window. I ask you, would you still want to pay him? So if you sit in an exam and you fail to answer one of the questions, do you expect a full mark for your exam? This is God's per perspective. Saul always partially obey God. He substituted his own will for God's will. 
only on a few uh, minor or less important occasion. But in God's eyes, he disobeyed God. Most disobedience is like that. No absolute rebellion, but picking and choosing which of God's commands to follow. Picking and choosing which one we like, which language, which one we can do, and we follow it and we obey it. We may be generous in giving our money to the poor, to the church, but we gain the money by cheating tax. We may be kind to our friend while being rude to our rifle. We may go beyond family. We may go beyond our responsibility at the cost of neglecting your family. Saul lied to himself in thinking he could get away with this. And Saul lied to Samuel who knew the truth from the Lord. He even lied to God by saying he would use the animal for sacrifice. Now, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22 and 23, Samuel replied, I uh, read, What is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offering and sacrifices, or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice, and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft. And stubbornness as bad as worshipping idols. So because you have rejected the commands of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Samuel revealed that the sin of rebellion, stubbornness, or arrogance that controls Saul's heart in God's eyes were as evil as witchcraft and idolatry. What that mean? When we know God's will, but we purposely uh, against God's will or disobey God's word or God's will, that means we put ourselves above God. We worship ourselves. That is a form of idolatry. And later... Saul would also, witchcraft, that means, instead of asking God, we ask a medium. That is witchcraft. And later in his life, Saul was involved in witchcraft. It shows that Saul's heart had rejected God completely. Psalms 51, verse 70 Definitely, the sacrifice you desire is the broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, oh God. David said to God, God never rejected our broken heart and our repentant heart. God wants us to live in obedience and obedience with our heart rather than that sacrifice. Sacrifice without obedience is hypocrisy and religion. 
The sacrifice his desire is our broken heart and repented heart. That is important for our God. Religious people always bring sacrifice. If they feel guilty and did something wrong, they give money to people. They give money to the poor. They kill animals to fat the poor people. That is religious. God want us our living sacrifice. That is our repentant heart rather than dead animals. And religious people always think we can bribe our God with our money and sacrifice. He knew that the Lord Samuel was grieved, was angry, and he cried and prayed to the Lord all night for Saul. Samuel knew that the Lord had been so gracious to Saul. Give Saul another chance as a king. By sending him to destroy the Amalekites, yet Saul fell again. Samuel had broken and he didn't expect that Israel's king would fail so soon and so tragically. Now, when we talk about Amalekites, we ask, how could God tell Saul to do such a thing, to kill all the clan, to destroy Amalek completely? It sounds so harsh and terrible. The Amalekites were the descendants of Esau. They were the enemy of Israel, hindering Israel, during the time of wilderness with Moses, they're hindering Israel to enter the promised land. And in Exodus chapter 17, verse 16, it was announced, the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. So God sent Saul to bring his judgment on the Amalekites. Saul failed. The point of the destruction was to remove Amalekites because they wanted to eliminate the Jews. They were opposing the Almighty God and His great plan of redemption for the whole world because Jesus was descendant of David, Jesus from the Jews. That's why God commanded Saul to kill all the Amalekites. Now, the Amalekite is an illustration of sin in the believer's heart. We cannot obey partially or half-heartedly when we talk about God. And if we want to eliminate or remove sin from our heart, we cannot obey God 90% or 99%. We have to obey God 100% completely. Now, when you are new, maybe you question, how do I know God's command? How do I obey God? How do I know when I sin? That is maybe your question. If you want to obey God and remove sin from your heart, you have 
to read your Bible. Most of the new believer things is so boring. Read the Bible. I can understand. But for God, it's not your understanding about the Bible that is important. He sees your faithfulness to read the Bible. And you can pray, Lord, help me to understand the Bible. Holy Spirit will guide you and help you. And if you have problem, you come and ask your uh, uh, believer, other believer, to support you and pray for you. Read the Bible, pray, and number three, have fellowship. Come to the church. Online service is not a choice. You have to have fellowship with other believers. You have to come to life group with other believers so that you learn the word of God. Number two, Saul was a people pleaser. Most of the Christians are people pleaser. Saul had come, had some fear of God, of course. Otherwise, he wouldn't have gone on the mission at all. One of the signs that we have the wrong self-image or the wrong identity is that we seek people's approval. We seek people's acceptance. We seek people's support. And that is okay if the people follow God. But if the people against God, you are in trouble. If we are created by God, we should search for our identity in Christ, not in people or in other things. So, the first time Samuel met Saul, Saul was insecure. And when Samuel wanted to anoint Saul, the people asked, where is Saul? And God said, he hid among the package. Saul was insecure, and God ordained him to be the king of Israel. And he had a lot of achievement because of God. And now, because of his insecurity, he disobeyed God. And when we look at the first 12, Saul not only disobeyed God, but he went to Carmel to set up a monument to celebrate his victory and to honor himself rather than God. From insecurity to become a proud king. What is insecurity? Insecurity is the worry, the anxiety over how people think of us. We always worry what people think of me if I do this, if I decide to do, uh, to do the will of God. And pride is the root of insecurity. If you fear people, 
the root is insecurity. Uh, the root is pride, sorry. Insecurity is the fear that people won't like us. Or they would see us as incompetent. We want to show people that we are so impressive, we are admirable. That is insecurity. Verse 24, then Saul admitted, yes, I have sinned. I have disobeyed God's instruction. For I was afraid of people. So I listened to their voice. Saul admitted, I have seen in verse 25 that then he asked Samuel to go with him to worship God as it, uh, as it is nothing had happened. Samuel refused. And in verse 30, when we continue to read, Saul said to Samuel again, I have seen. And he added, honor me now before the elders of Israel. Saul was never repented. He never felt sorrow for his sin. Saul feared people more than fearing God. He always worried about his reputation. If we put our attention on people's approval, it will end up disobeying our God. Saul's concern was more concerned what people thought than what God thought. He wanted a good reputation, but he didn't want character. The word of God simply did not penetrate Saul's heart and mind, and he continued to worry about his reputation. Acts chapter 5, chapter 5, verse 29. Peter and the disciples said that we must obey God rather than man. Who was the man? Your father, your mother, who tried to hinder you to worship God? You must choose to obey God rather than man. If we want to obey God, we should be careful to choose our friend and our peers. Because our friend can throw us close to God or near to God. That's why we must be careful in choosing our friend. What that means, peer pressure. Peer pressure is that a, a, a group of students or of young people, if you want to be, if you want to be accepted, you have to be like them. How you clothes, how your attitude, how your hairstyle is. That is peer pressure. If you want to obey God, don't fear the people, but fear God. Yes. Number three, Saul was not aware of the consequence. Saul failed because Saul was not aware of the consequence of God, uh, of, of his sin. In 1 Samuel chapter 12, 15, 
Samuel said to Saul, but if you do not obey the Lord, his hand will be against you. And that really happened. Saul's sin affected Samuel. As a leader, sometimes we have to just listen to God or listen to people. And all, and sometimes God put us as leader. We need to lead the people to obey God rather than to listen to people. That is hard as a leader. But we need a humble heart to be a leader. Saul's sin affected Samuel. Samuel was very upset. He had judged Israel righteously, threw Israel near to God, turning Israel to God continually. When God told him to listen to the people of Israel, and to, uh, because they want a king, and God listened to the people of Israel and make Saul a king. Now Saul rejected God, disobeyed God, and that makes Saul, Samuel, very, very angry. As an old man, he saw the same kind of disrespect for God that he had seen as a child in Eli and Eli's household. Samuel, uh, in verse 15, Samuel cried out to God all night for Saul. In verse uh, 35, the Bible says, Samuel grieved because of Saul. Saul sin grieved the Lord. God said to Samuel, I regret that I have made Saul a king. Regret, that means I am heartbroken. I am in deep sorrow because Saul disobeyed me. That is our God. He cares for us. While Saul did obey God, disobey God, God cares. He felt sorry. He felt sorrow if we, our, his children, disobey his command. Number three, Saul's sin caused him losing his godly friend and his mentor, Samuel. Samuel did not see Saul again until the day of his death. So Saul, uh, I continue first. Saul was foolish. He walked by sight and not by faith in God's promise. Saul was so pride. He was impatient. His disobedience, deception were all seen and judged by the Lord. And uh, Samuel announced the sentence, the first one in chapter 13, the crown will be taken from Saul and given to David, the man after God's heart. Number two, in chapter 15, God had rejected Saul as a king. Saul had lost, uh, in, in, in front of Israel's eyes, 
Saul was a good warrior. He can defeat the longtime enemy of Israel, that is uh, Amalekites. But in God's eye, he was a failed king. And uh, Saul had lost his dynasty, his character, his throne. He had lost godly friend and ended up consulting a witch. When David appears, Saul lost his self-control and his good sense. And eventually, at the end of the story, Saul lost his battle and his life. Now, if we worship God today, Philippians chapter 2 verse 8 says, In Jesus we have a king who humbled himself by becoming obedient to his father to the point of death on the cross. We worship Jesus who obeyed his father, not Saul. Now, in Father's Day, I share according to First Samuel, how to become a good father to your children. Today, we learn how God deal with a selfish and manipulative leader like Saul. God is just, God is holy. He judge leader according to his judgment. Now, today, if you feel I have been treated not fairly by our mother, by your father, or I have been hurt by my parent, or my leader, or my boss, and I want to obey God's command to forgive our leader, our authority, our parent. I will pray together. Number two, if you say I want to obey the Bible, I want to, I want to obey God, I want to read the Bible, please, we want to pray for you. And we want to forgive people with authority over us so that we can walk into the will of God. If you want to pray this prayer, please put your hand on the chest. Lord, I want to obey you. I want be, uh, I will be a generous person. Lord, I want to obey you. I want to read your word every day. Lord, I want to obey you. I want to forgive the authority, my father, my parent, whoever has hurt you. Lord, I want to obey you, to wait patiently for your answer. I won't did anything against you. Let us pray. Lord, this morning, you see all the hand. Father, I pray that you give us the courage, give us the uh, to do your will, to obey your command. Whoever hinders us, 
to obey you. Father, I break it in the name of Jesus. If that is our spouse, if there is our friend, Father, we want to obey you rather than fearing people. We want to love you. We want to forgive any authority who hurt me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray that you bless every one of us and you give them the courage to do your will and obey you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.